This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Last week I said this is a story I never, ever, ever ever think to sit down and watch are you the same ian i'm the same i watched it when the vhs came out the first vhs uh on the grounds of well it seems to be thought highly of by a certain group of fandom uh and i've never watched it since i've never watched it on my dvds this is like breaking the seal of uh watching this episode and i can i can probably honestly say i'll never watch it again in my life no i don't i i have no need to no um um the only time i've watched this and i've had the dvd box set when it first came out but it was about three years ago when i introduced our son to the series yeah. and it was a case of having to watch it doesn't that um, count as child abuse <laughs> i think Certainly mental torture and watching it yesterday with my pringles and my beer which yeah. helped no end um it's kind of frustrating watching it now in that it's not a bad premise. I mean, we've said before that no. Blake 7 is good in that it you you can have different stories in Blake 7 that are different genres or styles. You can have the you, you know the very first grim, dark, gritty stories and then by the fourth we're in proper space fantasy yeah. and we've had a mummy film in Headhunter and I said last week, you know, we had a zombie film in Killer and this is a, you know, it's a ghost story or it's an old dark house yeah this, this is, yeah this is this is a a, a classic old weird did you hear that no oh, I'm getting, I'm getting a right like lightning strike down the line do you the think ghost. yeah it could be probably you said it was a ghost story All you right, haven't been dusting there. off any older eggs lately have you well i i did have some old easter eggs laying about so <laughs> yeah oh, that's weird is it i don't know whether it's your end i didn't hear a thing no it sounds, oh, like, it's like a jet engine landing now. <laughs> what the hell is going on? You're, you're, you're maligning the spirits. I am, yeah. I've up, I've upset the other side. Mm. What but were you this saying is, before you were I, interrupted? I, yeah, I was saying this is this is sort of a classic universal uh, old 1930s style haunted house story. Mm. And you're right. There's room for this style of story. And the, the actual story is sort of okay. It doesn't really mm. hold up in many places. It's very slight for the time it takes up. There's not much of a story. There's one or two really good things in this, which we'll get to uh, when we discuss it. But uh, on the whole, it, as, um, as I'll just check my notes, as Anne said, because as I predicted, and Anne's been on and off watching them recently, but this time she goes, oh, Blake Seven, I'll sit and watch this. And You're thinking, it, no. Yeah, I'm thinking, no, no. It, you know, you go and do some sequel in or something like that. Um, and what did she say? What a load of old wank. So there we go. <laughs> that was Anne's summation ab about 20 minutes in. Yeah, there are, we'll, we'll come across each, uh, each you know, problem that we've got with it as they come. But also, I, I, I thought the direction doesn't help. The lighting nope. doesn't help. If this had been at half light, if there was a, a, yeah. a, a proper power you know, uh, drain on the Liberator, and it became a dark, spooky well, this, you can, setting. You, you can imagine, can't you, a better version of this. So, like you say, they, they go over to an old spaceship that isn't just coated in nylon Halloween cobwebs. They bring something back with them. They don't know what it is. The Liberator starts to go a bit weird. The lighting starts to fail. You know, they're going down the corridors and the lights go out and Villa sort of, who you know, who's there? Um, yeah, you, this this could be a really good, creepy story. But like you're right, the direction is abysmal. Mm. The choices made in, in scenes is terrible. The incidental music is shocking. Oh, <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll get on to that. Yeah. I'm very surprised because the director of this is Fiona Cumming, who um, did uh, Rumours of Death. Yeah. Which was which nice completely atmospheric. different. Yeah, diff completely different style. Mm. Mm. 
All right. Okay. Right. Well, let's crack on, shall we? Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, um, and we, we start off, yes, with a shockingly bad opening, I thought, that oh, sets things out for the next well, 50 this, minutes. Yeah, this sort of sums it all up. So they can't even get the CSO correct. No. You've got two figures walking out of thin air yeah. because the, the blocking on the CSO is wrong. I mean, even Underworld in Doctor Who, which is notorious for having like some of the worst CSO in history, is better than this. Mm. Which is a shame because the actual miniature landscape is yeah, pretty nice, good, isn't yeah. it? You know, with the egg craft in the distance. That's yeah. really good. But no, it's ruined by just the a, CSO. Yeah, just a static shot of that. You didn't need to spoon feed the audience to say these figures are going towards it. No, it could have been just a lovely model shot. Mm. So there, there's decision one. So we're, we're two seconds in <laughs> and the first decision they've made ruins it. You're already going ouch, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, you're always going, oh. Should we count the ouches? Yeah, that's one. Ouch. ouch number one. That's number one. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Ouch number one. But I do like the egg ship. Uh, I mean, that's yes. a nifty design. It's obviously not been converted from anything. They haven't gone down to Woolworths and got no, a lamp shade. Well, it, I don't know. They might. Have, I suppose it might have been something else that they might have used to get the shape. But it does look like this is a hand carved. Mm. You know, flight of fancy one. It did remind me. I did watching it, and I thought I fancy one of those um, ice cream clamshells. You know, you get well, like a meringue around. thing. Yeah, it's got that yeah. sticky meringue at the bottom. Oh, <laughs> lovely. But I do like it. I like all the little frilly fronds that all go around yes, the, the it's side got, of it. It's got almost a jellyfish vibe to it, yeah, doesn't it? It's yeah, very, and it is very alien. organic. Yeah. yeah, very much like a, the old. Mm. Um, oh, you know it in Babylon Five. That, that those oh, ships yes, are yeah, organic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. And it, it's just a shame the rest of it wasn't the same. Mm. And I, I like the alien style. It almost looks like the derelict chamber, uh, you know, where the star yes. jockey is. In the background, you've got all these walls, and that's not a nice setting. Yeah, the the, the set's not bad, other than the fact that it's... It, it's a... You know, it, obviously, they, they haven't got a huge budget for it. But, yeah, it it looks okay. Mm, mm. And and then we go inside it, and we've got these uh, red-clothed, silver-faced people. Yes. Now, <laughs> this is one of my bugbears, and Blake Seven does suffer from it, Doctor Who suffers from it, is the alien equals skin-tight lycra and willowy. Mm. And this happened, the BBC seems to be fixated on this sort of style of design. We've had similar, haven't we? We've had the... Um, the uh, the people that made the Liberator, yeah, they sort of, you know, it wasn't quite as, yeah, it wasn't quite for me. Um, no one in their right mind wears a leotard. Dancers, well, they are aliens. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Dancers wear leotards for a reason, and mm. you could see that this was going for that very sort of ballet esque. Yeah, and it gets ballet stupid. Yeah, ballet stupid. It gets even ballet stupider when we get yeah. our crew dressed in them. But we'll yes, get to oh, them. that's yeah. Yeah, so they're in this alien ship and they're carrying flaming torches for yeah. some reason. Yeah, that um, works. That works well in an enclosed ship, doesn't it? That's what, yes. you want. That's what you want in a spaceship is plenty of fire. <laughs> and one of them's got an egg on a tray. Yes, um, yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I presume it's breakfast time. I don't yeah. know. At the moment, I'm not. I'm, I haven't got a problem with this. I tell you what, it, it reminds me of the Sisterhood of Calm. Do you know what I, I, I've Morbius. written that down? Very Sisterhood of Calm. Yeah, but that that seems to have something about it that doesn't annoy me whereas this does annoy me mm, mm. yeah no it, yeah it is similar the music's similar you know the lighting all this bit yep. is 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 like calm yes um and then the ceremony has got someone in green appear with with, with a cheap mask holding a, a chalice yeah. who, who who promptly goes away then we get someone in orange and a really crappy mask and awful like uh, flumps music Oh, it's just embarrassing. Well, it's that's my music, second ouch. Yeah. Should yeah, we say that's the that, second ouch? Yeah, ouch. ouch that music second. is awful. Well, I, I, it reminded me. Do you remember Nosy Bonk? Yes. <laughs> it reminded me of that. The music that played whenever he was faffing about like a twat. Yeah. It, it, it was totally wrong for it. It, oh, maybe it's not because you know it's crap music with crap magic tricks. That's true, yeah. And magic generally, magic tricks are crap anyway, aren't they? Isn't it? You can't make a magic trick look cool generally. No, no. and certainly not dressed like that. No, um, <laughs> we've well, got nowhere to hide the uh, the props, I suppose, with that skin tight stuff on. Huh? Yeah, and that person promptly vanishes. Then yeah, somebody yeah. in blue comes along, who who plays a bit of what sounds like early Ultravox. Yes, yeah, it goes into very uh, uh, very 
1980s yeah, they've music. Been, yeah, they've been watching a lot of Gary Newman on top of yeah. the pops. Um, Which is amazing, because this is pre-1980s. So, well, yeah. actually, it's just at the beginning, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrible. Uh, that blue one vanishes. Yeah. And and then you've got, a, and this is my third ouch, this crap red martial artist. Yes. Oh, that's embarrassing. I mean, oh. the, it's an alien ship, but the people on board, these supposed aliens, are doing regular or, or known yep. Earth-type things. I, I almost imagine, with the way the music's going, I imagined it might do, like, the Chinese... You know what I mean? I thought, oh, I bet they had that on originally. Yeah. Just awful. Although, this isn't the worst martial art move in the episode no no sums everything up <laughs> um someone in dark purple yes uh, then arrives but is banished um and then so the what's li- going on here do you think i don't know because we we find out that yeah there's a body on that plinth yeah. isn't it and this yes. is like their crypt that's been sent off into space yep so this is some sort of funeral ceremony yeah so is it that there these are aspects of her personality or are these meant to be the like almost like the egyptian where you would kill the slaves to go with the pharaoh so he's got someone to get make his tea when he hits the afterlife is this meant to be like aspects of servants going in um i don't know it's just it's utter bollocks and this is this is fan wankery it's just Mm. it reminds me of an you know fanfic i have to Mm. say Mm. yeah um the leader of the silver face ones uh puts a ring on the body on the plinth and, and then we get a crap video effect um to outside and the ship taken off yeah um like you say what what was all that about i mean because we're going to find out later that they don't truly die their no. their spirits remain yeah so what what was it what is going on why why send anyone them off knows, into space yes right in the com- in the comments mm. you know, on facebook um i did like as they're doing these scenes it's meant to be uh, alien and oh, and then in the background there's some B&Q patio furniture just sat there glass top mm. table I used to have one just like that we're going to get worse when we come back to this uh, oh, ship God, aren't yeah. we yes, this but... is the best it's going to look it as is. well and that's saying something yeah. it, about the rest of it because from that we, we, we get a wipe from the alien ship to Callie's eyeball yes. and uh, Callie's in her room um, which is this spare room again, isn't yes. it? You know, um, yeah, this, this is the, the one room set that they've got. It doesn't look lived in. That that no. doesn't look personalised in the slightest, does it? No. That is no, so no... clinical and cold. Yeah, it's not. It needed something, even a pot plant. The yeah. bed looks so uncomfortable as well. Well, she had a she had a uh, moonstone in a uh, in, in a cat litter tray, didn't she? She could yeah. have had that on show. Or yeah, something just like put that. that in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she sat there looking all wistful, and Avon's calling. Zen has fixed the orbit of the mineral asteroid the Tarrant was talking about. We have half an hour to decide if we go after it. Why not? It's something else to chase. A sketch of a place I used to know. Auron. Yes, Auron. Well, it's pointless to think about it. I'll never see it again. That's why you've been shut in here for ten hours, thinking about Aaron and how you'll never see it again. That's why. I wish I could promise you that the sparkling company on the flight deck would take you out of yourself. I'm all right. No, you're not. But you will be. Regret is part of being alive, but keep it a small part. As you do? Demonstrably. Now, I quite like this scene. I'd completely forgotten this scene um, that existed. Um, d- yeah, it's it's a nice little throwback to last week, not uh, our last week's, but in the program's history, the week before, isn't it? It's, yeah, because it's, it's, it was Children of Alron, and they, yeah, that, they, that, they've all been killed. Yeah, they don't very often cross the the episode boundaries with storylines or no. stuff like this. So it was nice, and it, it's it's a nice little bit of this is this is probably like I said, there's one or two good things. This scene is quite good. Um, uh, Jan Chappelle is just superb throughout this she is the only good thing i think consistently in this paul darrow after this one scene mm. seems to give up it's like he's lost interest yeah every line he delivers in the same monotone yeah and he he surely he had to be trying to throw it he must this this is like a protest acting mm. surely it's i don't know how they got away with it how they didn't watching you know watching the recording go now hang on hang mm. on 
Yeah, but here I think he's really he's good. good. Yeah. When, when when she says I'm okay, and he goes, No, you're not. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish we had more of this. The just downtime moments yeah. between yeah, just, the crew. Just the crew acting like real people to each other. I mean, I do like his his line. Regret is part of being alive, but keep it a small part. Mm. Which is again about the only Avon thing that happens in this episode. No, I, no, I, I, I think that bit's really good. Yeah. Um, it, we find out she's been shut in that room for ten hours, and I don't blame yeah. her because you know on the flight deck they're setting it up. Dana's got her space oh, loot or yeah. whatever. Where where'd this come from? I, I don't know. I thought my memory of this is she would go into singing as soon as you saw her. As soon as we go to that flight deck and I see yeah. her with it, it's like oh here we go. Here's the song. Um, but it's not. But yeah, where 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 did where did she pick this up from? Yeah. Um, At no point has Dana showed any musical interest, inclination, no. or anything. And uh, well, you know, uh, quite a while ago when we were talking about this episode, and I said I thought when we talked about sound, and I said I thought that the two Tannis Lee episodes were she had these stories already, <clears throat> and these she's just tipexed out names, and this sort of this sort of shows that. Because where has she got this musical ability suddenly from? And well, I say ability. No, because later on, this alien or ghost or whatever the heck it is, it says the the, the musical one or the musician. Yeah, she goes the the singer. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What does she sing a lot in the shower? Or <laughs> you know, yeah. What yeah. what's it just makes no sense. I'd forgotten about Villa's got another space game. He's got like yes, space yeah. checkers. I'd forgotten that that little yeah. scene as well. And Villa, um, sorry, I, Avon wipes yeah. it out immediately. Yeah, well, which is quite nice. He does that classic cliche of when you're playing checkers yeah. and someone goes, which is nice. Can I just mention the costumes at this point? Oh, I had forgotten to mention Avon's costume when we first see him. It's like, oh. Yeah, Avon, who normally we can rely on to have a good costume. Avon's costume is awful. Yep. Normally stud suiting, black and stud suits, yep. Avon. You know, I'm thinking of that season two one uh, where, where, where it goes along the shoulders and down the arms. But, oh, no, this is this is like season four before we got to season four. Yeah, well, at least season four had a bit of, of uh, cleverness in the design. This this doesn't have anything. Nope. It's just it's horrible. Nope. What do you think of Tarrant's uh, grey and red romper suit? Horrible. Yeah, Villas isn't much better either. Villas is horrible. Dana's, what the hell? <laughs> as, as Anne said, put your tits away, love. It's, it's, who costumed this episode? It's, it, it is pretty, is that another ouch, would you say, the outfits? I think that's, an, yeah, the costumes, that's, that's another ouch. Put that on there. One yes. ouch for all of them, not individually. Yeah, all yeah, right. I think we'll, we'll, we'll call it as, as aspects of the production, so. We, you know, the costumes, yeah, mm. not good. All right. Well, Zen says a ship is approaching, okay, but then says it's got no speed and that it's adrift. Now, yeah. we're not in the water. How can something be approaching but it's got no speed? Yeah. they The Liberator could be approaching the ship. Mm. And I suppose you could get into arguments of, are there any fixed points when you get into space? Don't know. Right. But but from a logical point of view, yeah, it makes no sense again. No, no. Um, but this could be that it... Because I put this down, that Zen's a bit weird. I put it down to, is this the influence? You know, is he is he being particularly yeah, stupid because of the influence of well, the Well, it could be. I, I didn't even think yeah. about that. Um, uh, Villa, quite sensibly, you know, says back away, straight away. Yeah. It's an alien ship, back away. Um yeah, Zen doesn't. He says he doesn't know anything about it. He says there's no life forms aboard, and that it's stopped it, it, two hundred spaceships away. That's the point where you back out and just clear off, don't you? Yeah, I, actually, there's a really good cut of this episode where you could get to Villa saying, "Let's back away," and then everyone else goes, "Yeah, let's do that." In fact, that, perhaps we should do that edit. Yeah, yeah, that's the fan edit of this story. Yeah. Yes, well, it's ours anyway. Because as you say, some people do. Uh, some people uh, do like it. Rate I, this story yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Um, I mean, this is this for some people. This is the top episode, and I watched it with because. You know, some of my tastes are weird, and you know, I'm sure you've got things where you you like them, but you know that other there's no earthly reason why anyone else should like it. Well, Star Crash, um, Star Crash, there you go, leaps yeah. to mind. Yeah, you know, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. I I wouldn't expect anyone else to watch the old 1960s Godzilla films and not, you know, want to tear their eyes out. 
But this, I tried watching it thinking, okay, let's... And it, I thought, Anne's here. She, she'll have the female perspective. She thought it was rubbish. Mm. She thought Avon wasn't Avon. In fact, the only... And she's right. The, she said the only character that's acting like they should is Tarrant. Mm. Um, which is, you're, you're in a bad episode when Tarrant is one of the best things in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I tried watching it with in mind of what okay it might not appeal to me but who would it appeal to and my only thought could be someone that hasn't seen Blake 7 or it's somebody that is so desperate for Avon to have a relationship with Callie that yeah. this is their well, favourite is, is of... this yeah you may well be right is this the reason it's remembered so fondly because Avon gets to snog Callie and it launched a thousand ships mm-hmm. you know? I don't know mm. you might be right I think so yeah so Avon's overruled about contacting the ship um, um, and uh, Callie starts reacting, and they start picking on her almost. They they they, they, yes. they really start uh, getting suspicious of her, especially Taron. He he's, he's almost in bully boy mode, isn't he? Well, everyone's acting weirdly straight away. Mm. So, because I could understand if, like, after they go to the ship and that the, you know the the presence comes back with them. Suddenly, people are acting weirdly. There's paranoia. Yeah, you could have had a lovely sort of thing-style paranoia sequence, yeah. but they're they're already acting not like themselves at the beginning. Well, I blame the writer. You know. Yeah, I I do. It's unfamiliarity because I imagine what's happened is they've probably watched like the first episode, or they've had a, a character profile of Tarrant. Tarrant is an arrogant bully, mm. but we know he's grown much more than that by this point. Yeah. 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 You can't go. You can't suddenly jump back where he. I mean, Cal has saved his life on numerous occasions. Yeah. So why is he suddenly so? You know, it's almost as if they've only just met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. A lot of this here it doesn't ring true. I mean, the next bit when they decide to teleport over, you get got this terrible line of Villa Cali get three guns. Um, yeah. Have the teleport weapons ever been called guns before? I don't think so. No, I don't. I, they've always been liberator weapons, sidearms. Yeah. But yeah, guns is a very 1930s American style, isn't it? It's like you'd expect gangsters. Let's get the guns, boys. Or it, if it's yeah. if it's a recycled idea for a different story yes, that wasn't Blake exactly, Seven, yeah. that would fit. But here, that's quite jarring to hear him say three guns. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, go and get three guns. Yeah, and uh, Avon does his little Yul Brynner thing, saying about Tarrant, you stay here, you know, and he's all pointy and stuff like that. Um, and next, we've got a really nice shot of the Liberator and the egg ship together. Yeah, um, showing the scales of them. It's mm. a nice little shot. Yeah, and it's nice because it's on film. And they're actually next to each other. You yes, know, they, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. look composited or anything. It's not composited it? at all. The two models yeah. are hanging next to each other, as simple as that, with a, a star-filled background behind yeah, which, it. Which warms the cockles of our hearts, doesn't it? A shot like that. Yeah, really yep. and there's no, you don't go, there's no alarm bells going. It's yeah. like, oh, no, this isn't right, this isn't right. That, that works really well, yeah. Yeah, you're not going, ooh, video effects, don't do it. Mm. Callie arrives in the ship uh, by herself, Yes. Um, um, with Villa and Avon shortly a- a- arriving over, um, with some clumsy uh, pratfall by Michael Keating. Something went wrong. You say that again. You were both seconds behind me. Dana, what happened? Nothing happened. I was late getting here, and Villa arrived on his head. Nothing showed up as wrong. I'll get Zen to check everything out. Do that. We are going to be able to get back, aren't we? I shouldn't like to have to spend the rest of my life here. Don't worry, it wouldn't be a long one. Wonderful. What do you mean? Zen promised us an oxygen atmosphere, but it's pretty thin on the ground. Though it must have been denser at one time to cause so much of this... You kept Tarrant out. Why? His enthusiasm can be distracting. What all these coloured ribbons? Perhaps they were having a party. According to Zen, this ship has one single deck and this is it. Do you notice anything? No instrument panels? No navigational or drive systems whatsoever. It's unlikely that they would corrode without trace. Villa's... I mean, you know, we said, is there a story where Villa isn't good? I think we might have hit it. Here's my 
That's my show notes. I've yeah, I've, yeah I've, I've saved that for a little bit later on. But this could well be the Duff fact, I'm, Villa moment. I'm I'm going to put Villa's pratfall in as an ouch. That's going on my ouch. Yes, all right. That's because it was just it was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same room that we've already seen, but now yeah. it's covered in cobwebs. Well, it's covered in Poundland Halloween nylon cobwebs, which they insist on doing close-ups of. Yep. Which yeah, it's like. At distance, you go, oh, okay. But then they go in and it's like teased out nylon thread. Yep. It's yep. terrible. And it's Poundland uh, uh, tinsel. Tinsel, yeah. I mean, which again, they actually bring, they make the effort of having Villa touch the tinsel and, and look at it. It's like, don't don't draw attention to it. And he calls them ribbons. They're not ribbons. Yeah, they didn't have enough ribbons, money for sure. ribbons. It's tinsel. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so cheaply done. I, I'm putting that down as an ouch. Mm. Yeah, the tinsel is an ouch. Tinsel's an ouch. Yes, Tin- tinsel in sci-fi never a good sign, is it? Well, we're, we're going to come across tinsel in Blake Seven again, aren't we? When we get back to Dockerley, yes. um, that that oh, that, God, that, yeah. that infamous, you know, the the landing bay yeah. is, yeah, is, the car is a car park at night on. with tinsel yeah. on it. Yeah, we've still got that joy to uh, perhaps to encounter. Perhaps we're being perhaps we're being too mean here, and that tinsel is a is a, an intrinsic part of space travel in the future. In the future, there's yeah. tinsel. Yeah, and it's another crap line because um, you know, um, yeah, Villa says, "What's with all these ribbons?" And Avon comes back with, "Perhaps they were having a party." Oh, that's not good. Which again, that's that's not an Avon line, is it? Nope. Um, Avon's noticed there's no control panels to it, to, to anything, and uh, yeah. Callie finds the mummified body uh, still wearing the ring, and it's her who she's the one who decides that this is a tomb. Um, and uh, we've got another badly handled physical moment as Villa trips over the egg on the floor. Yeah, it's like that. They must have noticed it. it it's that really cliched. In fact, again, this is, Villa's acting like comic relief from a 1930s film, isn't he? Mm. Mm. You expect the mummy to come out after him. No, I, I, I've seen written that this is um, um, oh, uh, Jan Chappelle's uh, favourite. I, I story. can see that. Well, you can see can that because she's got lots yeah. to do, but I can't see yeah. Michael Keating going, oh, yes, one of my favourites is a yeah, one of my sarcophagus. Performances, <laughs> yeah. No, I can see, and we briefly touched on this last week, that I can see that, yeah, Jan Chappelle, I can see her going, this is the best one because she's brilliant in it and she's got a lot to do and she's got a meaty script and she's got to do a bit of acting. Yeah, I can see her loving this, mm. but yeah, I can't see anyone else. Unless um, uh, Josette Simon is like particularly wanted to be have a song, perhaps to launch a pop career, um, I can't see it being her favourite episode. No, I tell you what I like about season three is that each actor got their own, you know, character story because yeah. you know Avon had you know rumours of death and Dana yeah. was her introductory story and this is Callie's Villa had uh, City at the Edge of the World, yeah, um, and, and Terence got the uh, one with his brother. Yeah, which will be coming along. So it's, yeah, it's nice that they they all got a, a chance to shine. Mm, mm. Well, Callie shoots at something she sees um, yep. at that, and energy is starting to build up, and they need to get out. Good job it didn't burst the heart, didn't it? Mm, yeah. Yes, yes, uh, they need to get out, but only te- Callie teleports with the egg. Yeah, um, the energy is reaching critical, so Callie goes back, grabs their hands, and they go back. Now, when that happened, it's like, what? You, you, what? Holding on to someone's hand means that they can teleport with you. Well, I did, I did like that Callie gives an explanation and Tarrant says, well, that's all very interesting, but it's a load of old rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you well done, Tarrant. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, because when that happens, it's like, well, no, this doesn't make any sense. And then the ship explodes. And yeah, Tarrant says what we say. He doesn't yeah. believe her at all. Um, and nor does Avon. The Liberator has sustained no damage. The teleport is now functioning at full power. Better late than never. What the hell was going on over here? Afternoon tea? Ask Zen. I want to know what trick Callie pulled off that Zen couldn't or wouldn't. Their teleport bracelets were affected by the energy build-up. Mine obviously wasn't. When I linked with Avon and Villa by touch, my bracelet boosted the others and brought the three of us through. Neat and not remotely believable. Who cares? It worked. Thanks, Callie. I never realised you felt this way about me. You were nearly killed. Was it worth it? Was it? 
I'd like a straight answer. Try a straight question. You didn't trust me. You thought I had some obscure reaction to something on that ship, didn't you? You and I teleported so that you could watch me and see what I'd do. You cut Tyrant out because he had the same idea, but he'd made no secret of it. You're overreacting. Probably. But you wouldn't expect a normal human response, would you? I'm not quite human. I mean, other questions. So, because they've been back. So, so that's quite a nice idea that they're left behind. And they, they've done that on, I'm sure they did that on one of the original Star Trek, the original series, one of the episodes. So that's quite a nice little thing. But why does Avon tell Villa to pick up the egg? Mm. Why why that particular thing out of everything? Now, if it had been on a pedestal as, you know, central focus of the room, you, you perhaps it was on the floor yeah. along with a load of... Why didn't he pick up one of the patio furniture chairs? Yeah. And say, well, we'll have that. It, it's a bit like Headhunter when Tarrant picks up the yeah. black box, even though, you know, Muller has said, don't touch it, it will destroy me. But he decides to pick yeah. it up before teleporting. Um, mm, yeah, uh, yeah. They they are playing up Callie's alienness, you know, that yeah. they don't trust her. Now, yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, um, it is just setting it up. It's as clumsy as that. It's reminding yes, the audience that she is. is an alien, therefore she's going to be the one who's susceptible to influence. Which the trouble is, we've had so many episodes now where Callie is taken over by telepathic creatures or contacted by telepathic creatures which they contradict later on in this episode um that it's not a it's no longer a, a sort of a unique thing no it's it feels it feels it feels like perhaps this was an early you know this was an earlier script or meant to be earlier in the season mm. which would make more sense mm. oh, i don't know i don't know uh, um they clean this egg up which turns out to be blue, doesn't it? It's a fetching yeah. shade of blue. And uh, Callie's in her room with the ring. And we get, unfortunately, the first of these um, returns to the opening people. But now Callie is the person in green. Yeah. This, 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 this happens throughout. And every time it happens, you're just sort of getting in, okay, you, you know, the story is starting to trickle. Oh, no, we're back with this nonsense. Do you think um, the story would have been better if we didn't have any of this nonsense? Yes. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Mm. 100% I mean, right. the, the story would underrun, but then you could just have different scenes of, of... I mean, there's a bit coming up where Avon disappears, but it's one line, I can't find Avon, and then you see him just, like, walking around nonchalantly, you yeah, know? Yeah, what? What is he doing? I mean, and when we when we get to the 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 the, the misnamed climax of this episode, yeah, it's like why is Avon, uh, uh, you know, immune to this effect other than the fact that he's Avon and presumably this was all leading up so he could snog someone. Mm. It plot wise, it doesn't make any sense. No, no. Well, we'll talk about that shortly. Yeah. But before that, on the flight deck, Villa's feeling rough. He says that it feels like a storm is coming. And uh, Dana feels it too. And uh, she says it's static electricity. And another yeah. crap line from uh, Avon saying that maybe it's your naturally electric personality. Yeah, that's awful. I mean, this whole scene is funny because cause Villa says, um, my head is killing me. Mm. And then is it Tarrant says, you should learn self-defense. Yeah, no, it's it's Which tough. All this is I tough. I have to think about that. What the hell is he on? Yeah. Oh, his head is killing him. Kill yeah. Oh, for God's sake. And then, yeah, then you get the, um, it's your naturally spatted performance, uh, personality, but delivered by Paul Darrow as, as if he's reading it in a read-through. You're right. He's in a monotone. Everything he does yeah, is everything. in a monotone. There's no emotion in him whatsoever. And, and he's better than this. Yes. And he's usually much better than this. So, like I say, is this a conscious distance in himself from a terrible script? Yeah. I've got another ouch moment coming up. Oh, uh, well, not the flying tray. No, not well. Before that's that, ouchy. yeah, that's ouchy. But before that, we've got another ouchy. Uh, when Callie comes in and they're all staring daggers at her, and she's got this whacking great big thing in her arms, which she calls a book screen, and it's one of those giant magnifying yeah. glasses. Yeah, yeah. What? It's what? Like, it's like a hobby thing, isn't it? Where you used to you could do things. Yeah. Under this magnifying glass, yeah. What well, they they exist in the second calendar. Well, people must have terrible eyesight in the second calendar. Ah, Kelly, I've been going over that theory of yours about the teleport bracelets boosting each other. As you're aware, it doesn't make sense. You have a better one? 
there was some kind of power source on that alien ship that you were telepathically receptive to. When the teleport failed, you were able to use that source to get yourself out and to get Avon and Villa out with you. I seem to be more clever than I thought I was. What I really want to know is why you're being so bashful. What are you hiding and why? Shut up, Tarrant. Did you say something to me? I said shut up. I apologize for not realizing you are deaf. There's something else you don't realize. I don't take any orders from you. Ah, oh, that's a great pity, considering that your own ideas are so limited. Oh, don't try and bluff your way with me, Avon. I know what's been needling you right from the start. With Blake gone, you thought you'd got it made, didn't you? Thought you'd got control of the ship and a crew of three. You'd say, yes, Avon, whatever you wanted. But you reckoned without me. That wouldn't be too difficult. Oh, really? I don't think so. When you found me on the Liberator, it was quite a blow. And every time you look at me, it hits you harder, doesn't it? I'm faster than you and I'm sharper. As far as it goes, I've made a success of my life. But you? The only big thing you ever tried to do, you failed at. The greatest computer swindle of all time. But you couldn't quite pull it off, could you? If it hadn't been for Blake, you'd be rotting on Cygnus Alpha right now. No, you failed, Amy. But I win. Not just at games. At life. You also talk too much. Be thankful I'm restricting myself to talk. Well, now, that's fascinating. You mean you can do something else? I think this might be my favourite moment after the, the, the Cali-Avon one at the very beginning, is this little spat that starts happening between Tarrant and Avon, where Tarrant is clearly picking a fight. He's obviously under the influence of this thing. Yeah. Because um, he's starting to square up to Avon, and Avon's... Uh, you're not not having any of it now yes paul darrow's performance is very you, you, you know uh monotone as you as, yeah, uh, as one, you say one but i think Steven it paces really good. i think it works yeah. here yeah because tarrant is bristling for a fight you know and but if you and avon's just shooting is, him down yeah it's, it, i mean the dialogue's not actually bad in this like I say it if Paul Darrow would have been doing his normal wonderful acting this could have been one of the scenes that people remember and say about but the trouble is we've already seen Tarrant behaving in exactly this way before mm. the egg came on board yes so you don't get any you don't get anything that you start thinking why are they acting because so you would have if we hadn't had that yeah. scene before it's yeah. like why what, what's going on why is Tarrant doing this uh, yeah, yeah why is he suddenly so belligerent no but because now you watch it and you go it takes you a few moments to think Oh, oh, it's meant to be some sort of influence. Oh. Yeah. I do like some of the lines here. I like the line, I mean, Tarrant says Blake. I think this is the first time. Yeah. Oh, no, no. He, he, he says Blake when he first meets Avon. He says, oh, oh, yes. you're not Blake. I would have recognised yeah, him. I, I think this is the yeah. second time that he mentions Blake. And I think maybe this might be the last time for a long time that Blake is actually mentioned. Blake, because he yeah. says, with Blake gone, you thought you had had it made. And then he, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the Tarrant that we ridicule, you know. Uh, and then I came along, you know, and I'm faster than you yeah. and sharper than you and all this business. And if it hadn't been for Blake, you'd be rotting on Cygnus Alpha now. Which is it's nasty, but it's absolutely true. absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. He said the only thing you ever tried doing, you failed at as well, doesn't he? About yeah. the bank swindle and everything. Yeah, you know? I did like it when he said comparatively. Uh, my life, I'm doing pretty well at the moment. I thought, are you there? Are you? <laughs> so that's quite nice, but it's offset yeah. immediately by, right, this is a whacking great big ouch, because next we've got this terrible photo montage of the Liberator with that music, with Dana's song. Oh, oh God, this is, this is a, a quadruple ouch. Yeah. This is... With respect to our listener, I'm not putting this on the audio. No. Okay. I don't think that's fair at all. Um, no, I don't think that's fair at all. I, th I, I think we we will do our bit to. If you've never heard, it, if you've never seen this episode, you've never heard this song. Don't don't go and seek it out. <laughs> Not even for curiosity's sake. Yeah, we're doing you a favour. Yeah. I tell you what, when I watch uh, um, each of these stories uh, as uh, preparation, I I always watch it with subtitles because sometimes there there are lines that yes. you don't quite hear properly, and sometimes it's just you know how a word is I, spelt. Yeah, I don't have that luxury. No, you don't. Not on your Dutch ones. Because my mine goes here and here here. Do you know what? Watching this with subtitles, right? These lyrics to this song are so bad. Yeah. They're not. I thought it would just have a, a thing saying. 
bad singers. No, they don't. You know, like we do when people laugh. They don't have anything. There's no subtitles oh, right. for the, for, oh, for, right. for this song whatsoever. The, the, they couldn't be. They couldn't be asked to do. Yes, that. out of respect to uh, yes, uh, the, the buyer of the DVD, there are no subtitles yeah. for the lyrics. This so reminded me. Do, do you know the story of Gene Roddenberry and the lyrics to Star Trek? Oh thing? yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So so basically, to to get so he got copyright payments. He insisted on writing some terrible, terrible nonsense lyrics to the Star Trek theme in '66 um, that were never, never intended to ever see the light of day. It was purely a way of him legally stealing money off other people. Mm. For contrary to what popular belief, Gene Roddenberry was a very complicated man. <laughs> um, That's very polite way, way of putting it. Very politely, yeah. Um, so then, then at some point, I can't remember what it was like the mid 70s late 70s early 80s they decided to do a, a record record a version of the theme song and they found the lyrics so they got um ahura the actress who plays ahura right. to sing them and this reminded me of that in that it's utter shit as well <laughs> it's awful and it's that that faux meant to be deep lyrics mm. which aren't they're rubbish mm. They're like a Renaissance fair style lyrics, someone on a loop. Yeah. In fact, it's not like it's like something out of Blackadder one. Yeah. Oh no, it, it is shockingly bad. What you were saying there about the um, the lyrics for the Star Trek theme, of course, season three, um, Blake Seven, Via Lorimer wrote lyrics, didn't he, for Stephen Pacey to <laughs> yes. sing, yeah. um, to put out as a single. Um, do you think? Do you think that he saw this episode? What got the idea from here? Yeah, got the idea. He goes, God, oh, by God. One of the crew is a great singer. Not her. Oh dear, it's really bad. Let's let, 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 let's move on. Um, yes. Callie's being called to while while she's asleep in her room. Don't they have pajamas? They just sleep in their they regular clothes. Yeah. yeah. Little, just little things like you know. I'd love to see Avon wandering around in his dressing gown, hmm. wouldn't you? Hmm. It would be it just it adds so much. Yeah, they they just sleep fully clothed with no sheets. Avon would have a Sherlock Holmes style dressing gown, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, proper old school yes. slippers as well. I yeah, Tarrants would be a proper, you know, Barry White Tar- style. Yeah, Tarrants would be like, uh, um, yeah, nineteen seventies, very very short. Yes, satin. Sat- <laughs> yeah. A BG number. Yes, yeah. yeah, it would yeah. Uh, this egg is now glowing blue. Um, and they ask Orak what's going on, but he doesn't know, yeah. only that it's alien. And uh, he wants to be disconnected, and uh, yeah. and I do too, because that's when you have that next ouch moment, the crappy CSO tray oh, flying yeah. around. That is truly awful. Do you know what? If they'd have put a bit of fishing line and moved it on that, that would have been better. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah, that, I'm putting that as an ouch. Did we put it as an ouch? Yeah, that's no, an ouch, gonna... yeah. Yeah, the the egg crumbles away to dust. Yeah, quite a nice little effect. It's a nice little effect, but although at the end they they stay on it too long because at the end you can see whatever it is that's pulling. There's obviously a hole in the table and they're pulling it back down through. You can see the rubber base of it all going down into the into the table. Perhaps it was the fishing line. That's why they didn't have any for the trail. Ah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Yes. Um, Orak is off. Zen starts to malfunction. And, yeah. and says there's an intruder aboard, and uh, and Tarrant reckons something's draining the power for itself. And as I say, if if we went to a nice spooky darkness, I think yeah. things could have got better at this point. Yeah, though you you possibly well, I don't think you could save the episode, but yeah, they should have gone with a really creepy. I know that this is again the the way that the Blake Seven was made. You couldn't do a a darkened shot particularly because you've got to film it and you've got mm-hmm. the lights and the camera, you know. But you imagine this like alien style with just torch beams yeah. and you know, oh you all those corridors would have been scares. great. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Mm. Um there's more talking to Callie, very Tharn like this voice. Uh, even though yes, it is yeah. Callie, it's Callie talking to Callie, uh trying to tempt her, saying But she does a really good job of being believable as someone yes, else. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Tarrant can't find Avon, and as I say, it's just a throwaway line. If 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 we yeah. lost all these like silly little cutbacks to the crew in their leotards, and actually had like Avon, you know, under the uh, floor gratings, you know, yeah. like, like like we've seen him do before, that would have been better. 
yeah, we wasted a good 10 minutes at the beginning on that stupid first scene. So, yeah, you could have fleshed it out nicely. Mm. The next bit, I think, yes, this is our first ever um, on, on this show. And we're at like episode 65 or something. I think this is our first ever Duff Villa moment because yeah. uh, he's alone on the flight deck talking to the shadows and then for no reason starts doing magic tricks. Well, I mean, Michael Keaton, he's done where Villa has to talk to himself because he's frightened yeah. before. And it's always been a joy to watch. And this is terrible. It's it's not believable at all. No. And again, I don't know what, what was going on. Is it just that even good actors, given a crap script, will... No, not even Michael Keaton, I don't think, mm. saves this. Normally we can no, say, oh, no, yeah, no. the line's bad, but, you know. And, you know... It is embarrassing. Some, I, I felt sorry f- watching I it. I don't... I felt yeah, sorry for the I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. I mean, if he is under the influence of this ghost, why is the ghost getting him to do magic tricks? I know, you know, you were saying, oh, maybe that is an aspect, that orange character is an aspect yeah. of this person, this this alien but but why? I, is it for amusement? I mean, the thing hasn't manifested well, I, itself yet, so why is no. he doing it? Because, like, at the beginning, so when I said, are these, like, the the servants going with it? So is it that this is the court jester and mm. and Villa's being taken over by that ghost? But bloody hell, isn't it lucky that the ghosts were all aspects that, reflect already in our mm. characters yeah no it's awful this is terrible uh, the, yeah the loot starts playing by itself um, yeah. and, and we see dana in the robes playing it and villa in orange now um and then we have the cso loot flying around yeah poltergeist this ain't <laughs> no no uh, pathetic oh, pathetic it is, is rubbish is. um dana can't waken uh waken callie and she gets zapped no. by an orange light um, is this, have we had a Kung Fu moment? Yet? No, that's that, coming up. Oh, oh, Jesus. Before that, we've got an even more rubbish switching between Villa on the flight deck and him in orange. Yeah, so is this is this signifying that they've been taken over completely when they become, you see that sh- throwaway shot? Which doesn't quite work because we then, we get a couple of bits of Villa where he's not taken no. over. So I, I don't know what's no, going on. No, no. I mean, I'm not an idiot. I'm not a stupid man, usually. <laughs> well, at this point, Villa meets our guest character, the ghost or the alien or whatever it is. I mean, it is Callie yeah. um, with a gold face, uh, yeah. a terrible, she, terrible wig. Terrible wig, but she, she does look very attractive. Mm. I don't know what that says, that that the wig is terrible, the costume is terrible. At first, I thought, and I had to go and check, I thought, is that the old, like, because there's like snakes around her mm. shoulders. I thought... Is that the old Medusa costume from the, you know, the Troughton story? Right. Doctor Who story? And it's not. It's nothing like it. But it looks... It, perhaps it was a Panto costume. I don't know. Well, Dana comes round and says that Callie attacked her. Um, and and yeah. Tarrant reckons some sort of energy came over and used her as a blueprint to make a new body. I don't know from yeah. what. I mean, she's corporal, cor- cor- not corporal, corporable, isn't she? She's, she's, yeah, she's... She's a physical being well she i mean either that or avon was kissing nothing like yes avon appears yeah, at that point doesn't he and uh yeah bore just wanders on he bored. looks really bored and he says yeah. he's been keeping out of the way deliberately why why how, how does he suspect something like this is going to happen well i i think that was actually paul darrow saying he was keeping out of off the set deliberately mm. i don't think that was avon speaking then i think that was paul darrow mm. yeah it it what was he? What was he doing? He, at no point does he show any that any of this is concerning him. Yeah. And as as viewers, if your main character isn't doesn't give a crap about what's going on, that then why, why should, should we? you? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Tarrant Tarrant steals this episode right from under Paul Darrow. Tar- Tarrant is becoming yeah. a bit of a surprise for us, isn't he? Yes. Be- yeah. He's he's going up in my yes, estimation. Yes. 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 In fact. Um, during this during this episode, um, I think it must have been around here. Um, Anne said, turned to me and said, "I prefer Tarrant to Blake." Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh, yeah, yeah. He's grown on it says something when Tarrant is the best thing in an episode. It does. <laughs> <doesn't> it? <laughs> anyway, we get crap cut in between the regular characters and their balaclavered 
versions. And Tarrant comes along and he finds this thing, this entity, whatever it is. It it needs Kali. Um, it's going to absorb Kali into it, and that they can't stop yeah. it. And I, I, only Kali could. Mm, I don't know where we're getting yeah. all this from. No. Again, it's very plot contrivance, isn't it, that they've worked all this out. Yeah. It also wants the Liberator and the crew as its slaves. And and all the way through this, we're getting these cutaways to the uh, to the crew in these leotards, in, including yeah. Tarrant, uh, who looks terrible in a balaclava. He he really he does. does look it bad. It does not suit him. And then he, we get that slow mo run, yes, which is like something from a Duran Duran video. It's just awful. Stephen Pacey is trying to act like tough in that, but you can't act tough yeah, when you're you uh, not when you're wearing a balaclava like that. You know, no. oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. That one interests me. He has a very high IQ, and yet he acts like an imbecile. He'll make an ideal pet. Stay where you are. Do I really have to kill you to prove you're in the presence of a superior? It's interested in Villa. Um, He has a very high IQ, but acts like an imbecile. Good line. This is what we've been yeah. saying for what sixty-five episodes. You know, yes, he, this he final proof. Yeah, from Tanith Lee. We get it from Tanith yeah. Lee of all people. But that is spot on. That's exactly yeah. our um, um, estimation of Villa as a character, isn't it? In one line. Perhaps this episode has been worth it just for that confirmation. Mm, mm. Or watching it has been worth it for that confirmation. Never watch no. it again. Um, she. It says also that Villa will make a nice pet. And uh, yeah. and then zaps Tarrant, who did you notice when he lands on that console? Yeah, it, the console. It rocks backwards and forwards. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I yeah, it, it rocks like a hostess trolley, doesn't it? It's terrible. Didn't the director say no cut? We'll do that again. Yeah, I just we'll saw the console again. move. I wonder if this is one of those ten o'clock moments where they're getting yeah. towards ten o'clock. They know the lights are going to go out, and it's now just keep going. Mm. But the but the console move. Ah, just keep going. This creature, it says that it wants to go home, presumably to that planet we saw it on. But if that's the case, why did it leave in the first place? Well, I mean, I was thinking, because I thought, oh, that beginning bit is a funeral. But then why is it a funeral? Is it a funeral? Why would they shoot out if if it didn't want to leave? And then I thought, was it? Is that a criminal? You could have got away with a criminal and that. I was thinking Superman, you know, General Zod being sent off into space. Yeah, or um, Morbius and Brain of Morbius, that sort of thing. You could have got away with that, but no, they they don't exactly elaborate. No, no. Dana comes in and it says, ah, the girl who sings. Yeah. Mm. That's a that's that's uh, a misnomer in many respects. Yes, yeah. It also knows that Avon's uh, not there in the room, but it uh, yeah. He is in the corridor, and, and that's when he, he, he comes. Stood outside, yeah, and he just yeah. strolls in, doesn't he? Yes. Now you can see me properly. I like you, Eamon. You're stronger than the rest. Callie liked you. You can console yourself now I'm so very much in her image. I could even think and feel as she does. You and I can be friends. You surprise me. You know that I wouldn't wish to make a slave of you, don't you? Not you. It's a pity you couldn't get rid of me earlier, wasn't it, and Villa? When you jammed the teleport so that only Callie would get out of your coffin alive. I was mistaken. Yes, Callie wouldn't leave us to die, so you had to let the three of us through, very reluctantly. You knew where the danger would be right from the start. Avon. You are taking this ship precisely nowhere. Don't be foolish. You spoil yourself. But I'll be patient with you. I've waited centuries. I can afford a few moments until you can bring yourself to consent to be obliging. And no one aboard this ship is going to accept or carry out a single demand of yours. You've seen what I can do. It would be a little difficult to miss. Don't try to play games with me. Nothing was further from my mind. You've given us your terms. Now I will give you ours. No deal. I thought you were the clever one. You're a fool, like Tarrant. The pain Tarrant is experiencing. Visualize that pain and much more. You're as close to death as you have ever been. 
Think about human death, Avon. Irrevocable. I have thought about it. What's keeping you? What did you say? You claim you can kill me. You better get on with it. Make me die. There's nothing else you can make me do. And it wants uh, an answer from him. And that's when Avon approaches. Um, and it likes him and says that Callie liked him. I, I'm, I'm assuming Avon knows that this is this is the way to play it because um, all the while it's connected to Callie. Callie, because he knows Callie's got feelings for him, won't allow him to be harmed. Yeah, well, they they sort of allude to that, don't they, that that was the only reason. But it it doesn't really hold water when you think about it. That's the trouble. Mm. No. Um, and he says, no, we're not going anywhere. And if you want to kill him, yeah. then go ahead and do it. And But he's saying this all the time in absolute monotone. Mm. It's like he's talking in his sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we get these really awful video uh, lightning uh, as, yeah. as it's struggling to do so. And, and, and they've set a few well, small fires it, yeah. on the chairs as well, haven't they? But the, that, the lightning effect is... Because if, if you're familiar with the Doctor Who story arc in space... It's obviously a set overlay yes. they used in that for the fishing guns, and it's the same one. Mm. It's it's like so. It's obviously just a obviously on a BBC console somewhere they've got lightning yes. effect yep. or spark generator or mm. something. Mm. They do blow up or well, they set fire to a couple of consoles. You're right, and it's like oh, it's as tatty enough as it is. Don't be setting light to yeah, it. Yeah, I would like to see you know the next story after this and and look yeah. for the burn marks. I bet you could see him as well, or there's duct, duct tape taped it. it yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's at this point that when Callie wakes up and uh, Avon finishes things with a snog, and and, yes. and and the fantastically brilliant line of "You look so beautiful when you're angry." I mean, it's like, ugh, that's an ouch. That's yeah, going down as an ouch. Yeah, that's going on the ouch. Yeah. And so, so we sort of you could you could read it if you if you didn't want to be a shipper, you could read it that Avon's only kissed her to get the ring yes. off her. Um, but it's done in such a um, awkward way. You you know, James Bond. It isn't, is no. it? It's and that, that ring when they hold it up. Oh my <laughs> goodness! It that is such a piece of shit. It's not. It is unreal. It's, it's not exactly Thanos's Infinity Gauntlet. Is no. it? You know, this yeah. all-powerful ring. Yeah. It's the real source of her power, of course, um, and what we were just saying there, maybe she she or it was a criminal. Well, why did you yeah. put the ring on its body, you know? Yeah, none of this makes any no, sort of no, sense. No, 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 And we cut away to Avon in his balaclava. He is the dark purpled one. Yes. And uh, and it, it implores him. It wants to live again and, and, and says, don't send me back into the dark. Um, and... Uh, you know, the, the, the ring is destroyed and we get this dissolve to the dead body superimposed over, over Callie. Yeah. Wait, that was quite a nice sort of effect, quite creepy. They should have done more. Imagine yes. that in the yeah, dark Yeah, in the, the darkened room. room. Yeah. If if all of this, you know, the whole... Because, you know, the the, 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 the ghost that's standing there is pretty static, um, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a... Judge Bell doesn't move much. Yeah. So, so, yeah, if you could have, like, just superimposed that skeleton over the creature while it's talking. That would have made for creepiness, especially yeah. if the lighting was turned down as well. Yeah, it's what this episode lacks. There's no creepiness factor. No, not in the slightest. It comes, it, it comes off like, uh, you know, a, a sort of regional play, doesn't it, where the budget's run out and they're just trying to do effects on the stage. It's so talky and... Oh, it's just... Yeah, it's a non-creepy ghost story. Yeah, which is... <laughs> you're, you're almost <laughs> at that point. You should think to yourself... Why are we doing yeah, so this? Yeah, so why are we if, doing if, it? Yeah. 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 So so that's it. Uh the body is uh it, it, it's gone. Um and, yeah. and then you know to cap this all off, we've got the crappiest exposition at the end. Callie was telepathically linked into that thing. So Avon gambled that Callie could be shocked into fighting it and that it couldn't kill him because Callie wouldn't let it and it worked. But that means that Callie sat back while I had to go at all the rest of us. I've always liked Callie. You're being pedantic, Villa. I am. Well, in the end, it wasn't trying to kill us. Just Avon. He pushed it into a corner where it couldn't do anything else. What do you mean it wasn't trying to kill us? It nearly killed me when it fixed the teleport. Well, that was before it totally linked with Callie. She didn't have any influence over it except that it had to protect her. Anyway, Avon was the target then, too. 
You were incidental. Incidental? That'll look good on my gravestone. Because, you know, by having this terrible, terrible dialogue, terribly acted, you know, any mystery that might have been there, any ambiguity, you know, that you as a viewer are thinking, oh, I wonder what that was all about. Is it is just explained away at the end really, really clumsily? Well, it struck me as like an episode of Scooby-Doo, mm. wasn't it? So you've got Dana going, oh, Villa, you fool. It was it meant was to do that. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. Terrible. It was old man Parker trying oh, to defend the zoo. Oh yeah. And it ends with Avon and Callie clumsily looking at each other. Yeah. Um, and that's how it ends. Yeah. I, I think I can I can hand on heart say this is the worst episode of of Blake Seven that I've seen. Right, well in this I'm jumping ahead on my notes here, but yes, we haven't done this for quite a while, but it's time to resurrect the assassinator list. Oh God. Yeah. This, um, yeah, this, this is the worst one. This is worth, I'd rather watch assassin again because at least it only failed in certain aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd rather watch sand Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that goes for something to say. I'd rather yeah, watch that. that says something, yeah, yeah, because everything's off in this, isn't it? You know, yeah. They, that, that, they, yeah. There's no no redeeming. Callie Callie's Jan Chappelle, really good acting. Enjoy that, but it's to naught because every other single aspect of this show. Yeah. There are some nice Tarrant moments mm. in it, but it's not enough yeah. to save it. No, no, no. Yeah, no. It goes on the list, and yeah, I, I, I yeah. agree with you. It is worse than Assassin because with Assassin yeah. there were were good things. You had knee brocks and and the and, yeah. and fake cancer and all like this, you know. But here, there's th- yeah, there's there certain things. There's nothing ca- apart from a few lines from Tarrant. That's about it. And that opening scene between Avon and Callie. That's about it, yeah. you know. But it's not enough to save it. I like you said at the very beginning of this. I can't think of a time when I'm, I'm ever going to watch this again. No, no, I, I, I can't think of a time that I would go. Do you know what? I fancy watching Sarcophagus again. I'm glad I watched it because, you know, your your memory starts to fade of these things, and you start to think, are they as bad or as good as, you know, fandom makes out? So it's nice to watch it again, just to remind yourself to say, okay, yeah, it's not. Because sometimes our tastes change, and we've had this where certain episodes we remember as being a bit duff, mm. and you watch them, and it turns out they're actually okay. That you know, mm. when you watch them in isolation, we said, "Yeah, it's mm. good." But no, this is. I mean, I would love to. Um, I'd love to speak to someone that this is their favourite episode and just find out. Well, why. if you're out there, can, can you go along to mm. Facebook and and and, uh, yeah. and put it on there, or or, or mm. privately message us? You know, if you don't want to put it on Facebook, yeah, I, I would like to hear. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there we go. At least it's done now, isn't it? We've uh, we, we, yes. we, we've covered that. Yeah. Um, th- this is a very odd one because, of course, you know our guest uh, character is is Callie. Yeah, so but, Callie, but, but so Callie's going to get her own yeah. episode. So we can't do a genre tally on her. Um, no. This is the only episode in Blake Seven to have no credited guest actors. Okay. Even though you have people with silver faces at the beginning, if you look on yeah. IMDb, they're just down as walk-on extras, okay? I wouldn't want them. No, I, maybe they've had their names removed. Um, yeah. There's three of them on there, and I looked on all three, and none of them uh, have done anything else genre-wise. So that, They had this on their demo. I reckon they were from the canteen. They just roped them in from the canteen. Well, it could- could well be, yeah. yeah. Could well be. It could be members of That's Life audience mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. This is um, um, quite unique in its. Uh, it's of course got no location filming, um, yeah. and it, this is the first episode to never have any mention of the Federation whatsoever. Even the Federation didn't no. appear. In this. <laughs> so there's no genre tally, and of course, if there's no genre tally, there's no who tally. Um, so uh, should we go on to? Was it worth it? Was it worth actually going through with this? No. It didn't... If they'd have ju- if they'd have just followed Villa's advice and turned round, nothing would have changed. Nothing in the universe would have changed. No, I mean Avon got a snog, yeah. um, and, and, and we get a, a realization that Callie's got feelings for him, but yeah. that's about it. But we sort of knew that anyway. Right. Um, we get to hear a terrible song, yeah. and we get to see good. Villa's first duff moment. Yeah, so I think no. I mean, it, for us, it certainly wasn't worth it. For um, for the crew, no, no, it's just 
at the end of this episode, nothing has changed in their no. lives from ten hours. Not earlier. even the ghost got anything out of it. So no. uh, yeah, it, it's a big. The mess. con the consoles are a bit ropier because mm. they've got burn marks <laughs> on them. <laughs> Definitely shouldn't have happened. I I made yeah. that a, a, an ouch factor of ten. By the way, ten. Oh that, yeah, I think that will see. What did I get to? I made it. 10. Which is a. a Oh no! It should be eleven because we we never did discuss the martial arts, did we? Oh, we, ah, we need to discuss that. The, the the scene where Dana is surprised and goes into this yeah. what I'm presuming she thought was a, <laughs> a an action pose. It it has. I mean, you've got to do a screen cap of yeah. that one, Eric. You've got to because it is it is hilarious. It look oh, Jesus. It looks like she's breaking wind or something. It really yeah, does. it looks like she's. She just crapped herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awful. Those Reeves and Mortimer guys, you know, who are the f- yeah. two French guys who, who just go around farting yeah. all the time. It was one of them that, poses. Like <laughs> them, yeah. yeah. In fact, I'd, this could, with a little bit of tweaking, this could be a Reeves and Mortimer sketch, it could. couldn't it? The entire episode. It is almost like a spoof, isn't it? Yeah. You know, or, or yeah. a fan film or something. It, well, what, the two things it reminded me of one was a story from one of the annuals. In that you've got characters that are named as the characters, but the the actual characterization, you scratch your head and go, "Of the people seen the episode, mm. have seen the series," and it reminded me of that. But it also just reminded me of really, really poor fanfic mm. by someone that that doesn't really know how to construct a plot. I mean, let's because we can't discuss um, Jan Chappelle, but what Tanith Lee? I mean, she at the point at this point she was quite a well known. Sci-fi she was quite prolific, yeah, horror yeah. and fantasy and science yeah. fiction. Yeah, she uh, for, for a, that generation of writers, yeah, she was quite prolific. Yeah. So I remember she was, and and, and this in the nineteen eighties horizon, this story was big mm. stuff, wasn't mm. it? It was like this was sort of touted as the pinnacle. This was the best one, and like so when it came when it came out on VHS, and I thought I, I need, oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, and then oh, it's rubbish. Mm. Mm. Um, I looked her up. I mean, the only the only yeah. thing she she's written for TV was uh, this, yeah. the two that she yeah. did for Blake Seven and The Hunger. She wrote a story for The Hunger TV uh, oh, right. spin-off, and that was it. Oh, that yeah. was, yeah. All right. Well, like I say, at least we've got it done now. Uh, I mean, it's done. out of the yeah. way. All right. It's a chore that's yes. behind. Us. All right. Well, next time we're going to return to another story that doesn't really float our boats so, because we're going to return to Traitor. To look at an alternative yeah. version of Blake uh, in the Rebel leader Hunda. Okay. Yes, Hunda. Yes. Okay, so that's then. All right. So it sounds like a cheap family car. It does, or motorbike. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yes. yeah, that's that. I'm, I'm going to say something now that I've never uh, um, said before. Um, I will see you next week, Ian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're well. All things being equal. Because we're off to maximum Yes, power, exactly. Which will be long over by the time yes. anyone hears this. Which but is where weird. we are right now, it is seven mm. days to maximum yeah. power. Exactly seven days' time. Um, I'm going to be in my trooper outfit. You're going to be in your Avon outfit or Space Anorak. Yep. So, uh, yep. so yeah, best. so I'll be seeing you next week, Ian, all right? Yes, uh, it'll be good. Yeah, I'll, uh, you can, we can see how much we've aged. <laughs> yeah, I must point out to our listener that I, th- I, I was trying to work it out earlier. It's got to be about 17 years since you and I were actually yeah, I think so. in a room together. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was trying to remember when the last time it probably would have been one of the London trips. Oh, it? oh, if it was a London trip, it might have been or, yeah. um, not that long because we carried on doing London trips, didn't we? Yes, it wasn't just true. the conventions we were going to. Yeah, good point. Yeah. It, uh, maybe it's about yeah. 15 years. It's still a chuffing yeah. long time. It's a long, it's a long yeah. time, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll see you in a week, Ian, all right? Nice one, yeah, I'll see you all in right a week. All right, then, bye-bye. Thanks, then. bye.